1: Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month.
3: Deep left field. It's gonna go! Alvarez
1: ties the game! Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
4: Don't touch that dial. This is
1: the morning shift. All
5: of them are really, really hot on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this Miami. hour brought
5: to you by Zero Res. Smart, lasting, clean. Uh, so, my brother used to play this song Yeah? Too many times. Miami? Me and my sister may or may not have <laughs> made it so he couldn't remove himself from a chair. No. Um, the duct Close his room door. And left this song on repeat How, how much so, younger is he than you? He's two years younger than me Jesus. And then four <laughs> my sister yeah, And brutal. we just left it on repeat Wait, wait, wait,
2: y'all are all two years apart?
5: We're all two years apart oh God my bless God. my mother God, God bless, bless her, her. Yeah, Oh, know. man
2: Especially with what your dad was doing for a living God
5: bless her Oh, my God What um, a saint woman so, Jesus But, yeah, we definitely uh, tied him up Well, actually, we had, we had had we had handcuffs so we, cause we had like a place that so we left him attached to a chair. <laughs> yeah, I hope he's not listening today. And we left this song on repeat. because he was I so he annoying playing it need all the to, time.
2: You need to get close to that microphone and tell him you're sorry. No, he's fine. Did. He turned out OK. Did he?
5: OK,
2: <laughs> well, I'm just I don't know him. I'm just I'm saying you should probably apologize. For a text it <laughs> might be time to an airing of grievances. Maybe Look, he calls in the wake of call. says, toughened him, t- him t- up for me. the
5: real world. Yeah. You know, I know what what like did. having sisters <laughs> and your little brother, it prepares you. It prepares you.
2: My dad dealt with the same thing. And I actually was talking to my aunt at my wedding. And she was like, you're he had three older sisters. Oh, she was like, oh, your I'm dad sorry. used to like we she was like, we literally almost drowned him one time. Like held his head under the water.
5: <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. What? Memories. Oh, <laughs> man. Bad.
6: Yeah. Anyways,
5: <laughs> don't look at me in judgment, Bo. I'm just pretty women
6: are meaner than men.
5: We all Love each other.
6: Mm. Yeah. Is that what it is? That's what it is. It's a a cool way to show it.
5: It really is. (laughs) Let's get back to Bo Stradamus here and his uh, salary cap numbers. I'm going to set you up for this. I know you like to do the number crunching. So, the Atlanta Falcons officially announced that they are releasing tight end John New Smith. Smith caught 50 passes for 532 yards and three touchdowns last season. He had a pretty solid year uh, for this team. But the Falcons are now saving six million dollars in the salary cap space by releasing him. They also could free up another six million in cap space if they decide to move on from quarterback Taylor Heineke as well.
6: Yeah, six and a half to be exact. It gives you about forty-one point six of free money this year—not free money, but cap space. The problem, though, is that you're going to spend about nine and a half to sign your rookie draft class. That's based on having. Uh, a first picking an 8 and then you have a second and two threes right now uh and uh 4 5 and 6 so you don't have a you don't have a 7 i think that's the way it, way it lined up but then uh that gives you about 32 million to work with and the falcons are a team that's in the past like to save anywhere from i don't know you can just maybe 4 to 10 million dollars for the season and you that money roll fund well, it's a rainy day fund, but it also rolls over to the next year. Like they rolled over seven million this year into the cap. So that that only gives you around twenty to twenty five million to work with. Um, depending on how much you want to spend. So I would assume that you would move on from Taylor Heinek. He has saved another six and a half million. You know, Johnny Smith was gonna count nine this year against the cap. So by cutting him, you have two and a half you eat two and a half of dead and you save six and a half. Uh, he's a second tight end, and the offense is changing. He was a Arthur Smith guy, and it was yeah. a guy that they wanted to use in the system they wanted to run, and I think he played very well. But you got to make decisions, and the, these aren't all easy, and that's one they made. Yeah, no, I, it, it, it's
2: it's a tough pill to swallow from the outside looking in because you know what Johnny Smith was for you last year. He was one of your more explosive players. By God, if I've said the word yak on here one time, I've said it probably 30, and he was your, your best yak guy. Honestly, broken tackles. Uh, you know, being able to get out from under people and a lot of balls that would hit him on the run or the speed screens. And he did a good job of accelerating. And um he's he was definitely a weapon for this team last year. Um and it just on the surface, you look at it and go, man, this sucks. But when you look at it financially, it just makes all the sense the anyway. it.
5: Yeah, um, it does. But let's uh keep it moving here with the combine <laughs> that is going on in Indianapolis.
6: They might have satellite interference. <laughs> <laughs>
5: It's the aliens. We talked about it yesterday, didn't we? Didn't we? Uh, the Area 51. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Or was that yeah. Three yeah. days ago. Who I knows? don't believe it's in it. It's
2: Friday. Aliens.
5: No, it's Thursday. Yo. <laughs> it's come- Wednesday? Do I need
2: value you for your what you said in the elevator yesterday?
5: Sure. Bo, we're not- leaving
2: yesterday. And oh. I was like, Oh man, I'm tired. I was like, man, uh, me and Bo were racing tonight. It's the ra- it's race tonight. She goes, I thought y'all did that on Tuesday. And I just let it marinate for like 10 or 15 seconds. You and I kept at, looking at he her going. gave me the
5: James Harden look at that gif. Yeah, yeah. Where like, he's yeah. like,
2: mm. I just kept looking at her going, she's going to realize in just a minute. And then finally she caught me looking at her and she goes, it is Tuesday. I was like, mm, okay, thank you. I'm glad you came to that conclusion on
6: your own. Well, I don't know why any of that's surprising. She <laughs> asks us every day before she turns the mic on what day is she it again. Was so serious, I have not
5: though. this whole week.
2: She was so serious. And mm. even after
5: saying it I thought it that was
2: on Tuesday.
5: Yeah, I was serious. I shouldn't know your racing schedule, but unfortunately, I'm privy to that information. So, it's not by choice. You guys just tell well, me these things.
6: You know, we can... We. Sometimes, I'm not even going to do it. No, do no, it. No. Do just it. Just keep it moving. Let's no, keep talking Falcons. No, I'm not Falcons. talking.
5: I'm turning my mic off. Do Let's it. Let's
6: keep talking no, Falcons. No,
5: go there. Go there. I don't know where it is, but go there. I feel like being evil today.
6: Well, you know, we were talking about cap space, and Terry Fontenot was <laughs> on with Andy and Randy day-day, and he talked about how cap space increases... Uh, increase and affects their free agency do my process
3: is more than we anticipated and um, it, it's clear like the league said it's unprecedented that growth and it's really unbelievable when you look at uh, uh, somebody sent me a, a sheet that where shows from from 94 to now and how much growth the league has had and it's, it really is unbelievable uh, the, the our mindset with the cap is okay these are the must needs and wants and we have to get these things and we have to Um, make sure we we hit these and because it's not just the cap it's the cash it's what you're willing to do luckily we have an owner that's willing to spend and he's very aggressive and he doesn't mind spending a lot of money at any point because some places you can have cap space but they're they're not willing to to spend the cash to get so that's where we have that support from ownership and so we know regardless of what the cap is whether it's more or less we know we can kind of figure out ways to do it but but that said when we saw that number we're excited
2: I think that's such a good point by him, right? When you talk about the – the, you, you don't ever have to ask questions financially. And it was a week ago that we all sat here on this show, and we started – I started getting irritated about the whole thing with the Braves and spending and Ronald Cunha and, and giving him more money and the whole situation with the Hawks or whether or not you're willing to get in the luxury and all that other stuff. You don't ask that question about the Falcons. And I know that there are restrictions, and I know it's different in the NFL, but Terry Fano never has to ask questions about where they're at financially. It's like, dude, you go out and do whatever you have to do to to win – uh, and I think that's the situation they find themselves in. I, I'm with Bo. I thought uh, on the outside looking in throughout the off season and throughout the end of last season they would have more cap space. Um, but when you start crunching the numbers, a lot of these these numbers are tied up in in the trenches and in offensive line and defensive line. So it 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 starts making a lot of sense making moves elsewhere. I guess.
6: Well, we went from having you know everyone complained about Matt Ryan and all the money he made and how much percentage of the cap he took up. I know like it was it was a, it was a good amount, especially uh in 2020 and 21 after the COVID a- year and the cap went down so much but 40 percent of your cap is tied up in six players that's rough estimate it may be like 39.4 or something but right around 40 percent is tied up in six players five mm. of them are in the trenches I was gonna say and one is not uh, I wonder if you could guess who the player is not in the trenches at the, that that's is it is he an all-pro I mean, I don't know. Are you going to guess the guy's <laughs> name or not? Is he in the secondary? Do you just want to guess his name or is do you guys want to keep beating on the bus? Year? Do you his wanna... names start with a J? Well, why don't you say the name you think instead of just trying to be 100% accurate? Even though you're right, it is Jesse Bates. But <laughs> the other guys, <laughs> the other guys are Lindstrom, McGarry, Matthews, yeah. Anya Mata, Grady Jarrett. That's why when I hear complaints about the offensive line, or how it needs to be retooled, you guys are just making things up that are never going to happen because you are you think you're set. You're going to run a very similar system as far as blocking scheme to what Arthur did here with the you know all the McVeigh, Shanahan stuff all came from like a wide zone blocking scheme, which these guys are set up to do, but you're not going to. Sit here and and just tear down the offensive line that you've built up, especially this 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 um, this front office has spent money either re-signing or retooling, like you know going and drafting Bergeron and Dalman. But you've got a you've got three of those guys, three of the six players that you have forty percent of your cap in is in the trenches. Yeah. So I mean, you're not doing anything with that. And, and and
2: the other thing to look at is I know that there were times last year where where the quarterback position was obviously under fire from the offensive line, but you look as a whole, I mean, they're they're a good unit. I mean, they, they are a good unit. I know you can nitpick and say Bergeron this. I thought he grew into a really good left guard last year. Uh, you know, th- those extensions on the right side of the offensive line are just now hitting. Um, so I, I, there's there's not a lot to be done there if people want something done. Uh, it's it's going to come in other positions. If you want better pass protection, it's going to come from getting the ball out quicker, right? It's come, uh, schematically doing other things because there, there ain't much moving right now in that offensive line or that defensive
6: Unless line. Unless you go sign someone at center. Uh, the defensive line just says edge. You know, you need an edge.
5: If you're looking at the offensive line, he's got to protect. Uh, whoever's up there has to protect a quarterback, and it might be a rookie quarterback if the Falcons choose to go that way in the draft. Here's GM Terry Fontenot on what the most important QB trait
3: is you have to be a good football player and different players do it different ways. You have to be an effective football player, right? You have to be able to come in and the pieces that we have, the pieces that we add, you have to be able to come in and be a multiplier and make those players around you better. So we need the right skill set, the right talent. Again, said at the end, you got to have the right leader and the right person that's going to come in. It's about that makeup and make sure we bring the right person because there's no position that is looked at more and dissected more. There's no position that has more pressure on it. And so we have to get the right human being and then make Make sure the skill set fits fits what we're looking for.
5: And it's kind of a different situation, but I brought this up earlier than what the Bears are going through. But they're still talking about the finding a quarterback when you still have two quarterbacks and Desmond Ridder and Taylor Heineke still on this roster right now. Um, but then you look at the play from both quarterbacks of last year, and that is why we were having the discussion. That is why they're being asked questions about potentially taking a quarterback in this year's draft and so those traits that he listed are important and it's probably not maybe saying that the other guys don't have those traits but maybe you're looking for those traits combined with a certain skill set that you would like to have in this offense that Raheem Morris is now going to be instilling here in Atlanta
6: yeah um you know you, you bring up the Bears and and Matt Eberflus talked yesterday and and he was talking about things that he thought quarterbacks needed and he said, uh, I look at guys that can operate third down, two-minute, in the end-of-game situations. To me, that's a separator. Then you look at toughness. Toughness for a quarterback really is about mental toughness, be able to stay in the pocket, deliver the ball, and also have discernment to be able to move out of the pocket and create when it's necessary. But he never attributed it to his own quarterback, who's Justin Fields, who does have some of that, uh, but I'm not 100% sure how great he was on third downs throughout his career or last season. So... You know, they have – the reports out of Chicago say the Falcons are now – have reached out, and I'm sure they have reached out. They wanted to know probably what what the price is. I I just think of everything they're telling you and all the things that they're saying in these press conferences. They want to go find a guy in this draft that fits those things and then mold him into what they want. And I think they want to do it with a financially feasible option because the reason – it, it, make, it muddies the water with Justin Fields as you give up picks and then he's due it, then you have to pick up the fifth year option and that is going to be 20, almost $26 million next year and we see the cap while it's growing, the more players you sign, it's also shrinking
5: Well, free agency is about to be upon us soon. would you like to have a Brian Burns here? I don't know. Maybe?
2: Yes. <laughs> Please.
5: Thanks for playing along. Thank you. Well, we'll tell you the Panthers' plans for their star. That's next here on the morning shift on Sports Radio, night side of the game.
2: you are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela,
1: the mark of a fighter. trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois.
4: Getting your day started. Go ahead. With the morning shift. Time for the show.
5: On Sports Radio
3: 92.9 The Game. Oh, snap.
0: Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Oh, snap.
5: Oh, snap. I ain't ready for this. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. does something to you. Everyone here is like waiting for the beat yeah. to drop. From a healthier weight to more energy when you switch your dog's food to the farmer's dog, the effects can feel magical. What sorcery is this? None at all. It's just real food made for the health of dogs. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash magic.
2: Steph, I'm getting a lot of responses on Twitter uh, about what color Bo's shirt is, would you like to uh, see some of these? Kind of looks uh, urine-esque. I have mild mustard is what was uh, is what rusty actually. You haven't had enough water. What Uh, color is your urine?
6: You You know when you go to get
2: this girl some electrolytes.
5: (laughs) No, I have. I'm I'm good. When you go to Tom Herman
6: would say you're a bad teammate. I
5: was gonna say that's immediately what I was thinking of. Sorry, go ahead,
2: Mike. Uh, somebody, uh, a dog fan said Goodwill Yellow. Um, that's a, a quite a poke. Another dog fan okay. said Baby Poop uh, Brown. So, um, hmm. GT Gold. Uh, somebody said Sand. Uh, bad Mustard. Mustard seems to be the theme, though. That's Rusty, what thank our you, our well, I think, Our buddy Rusty Mansell Mustard. I think most of you guys are colorblind. It's tan. It's, it's not tan, dude. It's tan. I hate that tan. they lied to you on the Nike site or whatever it was, but it's not tan. I need to see it in the light. Tan. I need to see it in the you
5: light.
2: You can check it on uh, on the socials if you guys want to check it out. Yeah.
5: So. It is time to go in the huddle.
6: It's time to huddle up. Bring it in,
5: Cole. Bring it in, Cole. The latest NFL news, rumors, reports, and happenings
3: within the huddle on the morning shift.
5: Bears GM, Ryan Poles, says he wants to do right by Justin. Of course, he's been t- answering a number of these questions about their quarterback while up in Indy at the Combine. And, yeah, they want to do right by him if the team decides to keep the number one overall pick and draft a QB.
3: Yeah, again, it just depends on what opportunities pop up. Um, I will say this. um, I think you guys know me uh, well enough now. I do. If we go down that road, um, I want to do right by Justin as well. Uh, No one wants to live in gray. Um, I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. So uh, we'll gather the information. We'll move um, as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush. Um, and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization.
6: Go ahead. Well, it's not hmm. just about what's best for Justin, because it is what's best for Justin.
5: Yeah, but what can they get from it? He said, yeah. at the "It's end, about he said
6: best for organizations. Best, that's his, he, and and the organization yeah. that you're trading, because you're going to be making a decision for that organization. If you don't do it by, uh, you know, May fifth, that's when you have to make the decision about that fifth year option, and you." You can talk all you want. That fifth-year option—that's a big deal Huge for teams. Deal. So
2: how much? How much room did you say we had in the cap this year? Right now? Well, no. I know. I know it's moving, but I think it's just to put it have, in context. You
6: have 41.6, but right now, as you have with your picks, about nine and a half of that is going to the rookie class. So that takes you down right there to 32. Yeah. And then you're gonna have. You want to have some money to play with during the season, so. Let's just take another seven off that. You got twenty-five million.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I think it's in, in. By no means is this how it works out. I'm just saying to put it in context, you're dealing with twenty-five million right now. That's what you're looking at as far as the cap number goes, or, or as far as that tag goes. And and then you, I, I'm of the thought that you have to sign him long term at that point. That's it's a lot of investment for two two and, different teams.
6: And look, if you're the team that does it, the Falcons would have essentially two. Uh, Will they have? A.J. Terrell entering hopefully a new year, but you might have Kyle Pitts and Justin Fields both on fifth-year deals, fifth-year options. So there's a lot of moving parts to, to that deal. But when Ryan Pohl says that, he, he's he's talking – it's everybody's best interest that they have this done before free agency. Everyone. Not to mention some teams you might lose some, some uh, leverage with, if you have any.
5: According to ESPN's Jeremy Fallow, the Chiefs has informed Jerry Sneed that they are prepared to franchise tag him if the two sides cannot agree to a long-term deal. So Kansas City is also willing to trade Snead off the tag. Fowler adds that Snead is agreeable to that, which gives him the opportunity to negotiate with other teams once free agency opens. But Kansas City is still considered a contender. He's completed his rookie contract with the Chiefs.
6: So it turns into Lamar Jackson 2. 0, Um And I mean that because that's what you would, you know, you, if they if they tag him. You're going to have to go that that route and give up these big picks and pay him top money. Uh, I yeah. love LeJarius Le- Le- Sneed. I think he's a hell of a player. He's definitely the best free agent defensive back out there uh, as far as cornerbacks go. But, no, I'm good. I'll pay- if they tag him, I'll pass. I mean, yeah. it, it's just not – the money and the draft capital is, is too much. I,
2: I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And that's – it's been so frustrating, man, the last six, eight months since the Lamar Jackson thing of – Oh, you know, everybody passing Lamar Jackson could have gone got, Dude, it was never going to happen. You were never going to give up what you had to and pay him that much money. Well, you
6: could have, but then Lamar is not an MVP, and he's not playing in the AFC Championship game because he doesn't have the roster he has there because right. of everything you'd have had to have given up.
5: Panthers GM Dan Morgan said, I think we'd use franchise tag on brian burns we'd use the franchise tag that didn't really sound like proper english there doing great, sweetie Burns' status was one of the lead topics at morgan's press conference from the scouting combine on tuesday and he said that he will be speaking with brian burns representatives this week we'll have a little more clarity on that situation after that but we're working on it that's what he said via the team's website i think right now all options are on the table you know what those options are. We'll find out. I'll have a little more clarity after we meet with the agent. The Panthers have until Tuesday at 4 p.m. to use the franchise tag on Burns. And Morgan's again saying he thinks they'd use it. That would, uh, tag would carry a one-year salary of $24 million if Burns plays out the year.
6: Yeah, I don't know if he's trying to speak in code or he's confident that once they meet with the agent they can figure this thing out. But they're going to they're gonna franchise tag Brian Burns because I don't believe – there's no – I don't believe for a second they get the deal done before the deadline, only because of the history between the representation and the team. Now, it is different people, I guess, with Dan Morgan running the show now. Um, I'm not sure how much the owner is still meddling, which I know he's meddled last year, and he's meddled in the entire time he's on the team, but um, Dan Morgan seems confident, but... they're not – he's not leaving that building is basically what Dan Morgan's saying, what I heard. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm with you on that one, man. He's too valuable. Um, when you talk about
2: edge rushers that make a difference, I know that there was – yeah, listen, he was uh, a hold-in last camp, as they call it. But, man, when you look at everything else going on uh, around him and all with that team, they need something positive. They need players back. They need gifted players. And when you have a top – let's just call him 10 edge rusher in the NFL – not gonna look like I walk out the door. And so I think the tag is is obviously what you do. Dan Morgan, by the way, ding, uh, is is he's he's still very young in his job and he's kind of feeling his way through this. And I think he knows what he's doing. I think he'll get it right. But you can tell by some of the answers that he's just like, well, we'll figure it out when we figure it out.
5: In Joe Ortiz's first press conference as the Chargers General Manager, he said that he liked what was going on, or he liked that he was going to a team with a strong head coach in Jim Harbaugh, a strong quarterback in Justin Herbert. And strong ownership. Ortiz also inherited a messy salary cap situation. The Chargers, they got a bit of a reprieve, though, when the cap was set at over $255 million for this season. But they are still projected to be over that number when the new league year begins. And they have four high-priced veteran stars who could be part of the solution. That includes wide receivers Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Um, They joined edge rushers Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack with cap hits of more than $30 That's what Ortiz said at a Tuesday press conference. Yeah, he had me until he
6: said strong ownership. I mean, I guess two out of three ain't bad because you got two of the the three. I don't know if I'd call the Spanos family strong ownership. But you've got the biggest position on the field figured out. You've got one of the second biggest positions on the field figured out Twice. twice. And Khalil Mack. Yeah, that'll work. That's a good good duo. And Joey Bosa, unless Bosa ends up walking because he's due 25. He's counting 25 against the cap this year. That could be a cap casualty or something could happen there. Uh, And then you got Jim Harbaugh who knows. Look, I'm not a big fan of him personally. I think he's a really good coach. The one thing that I love about Harbaugh, though, is he knows who he is and he knows what he wants. Now, it makes him hard to work with sometimes. But you always know where you stand and what that. he wants. I love that. There's no
2: gray area, and that's what all these guys want. When you talk about Mike Williams, you talk about Keenan Allen, both those guys ain't going to be back in the fold. And you've already, you've already, you know, moved on from Austin Eckler and that whole situation, uh, evidently. So it's be interesting to see what Hardball does with this offense. But I wouldn't let either one of those edge rushers walk. I can tell you that. Give me, give me both those guys. This
5: hour brought to you by Xerez. Smart, lasting. Doing claims. great, sweetie. Leave me alone. My mic is on now. Yeah. What you got for
2: Mike Up? Well, uh, LeBron had to delete a couple tweets. We'll talk about that. Wendy's, you might be paying a little bit more for that late night hamburger. And the Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils Delta Devils get their first win of the year. You're gonna want to make sure you listen to this. Oh, I've got good. a thought on LeBron and his tweets. <laughs> it's the Wednesday wraparound version of Mike Duff coming up on the other side. Sports Radio, 929 the game.
4: more than just sports talk. This is The Morning Shift.
1: I'm in.
0: Me too. On Sports Radio 929 The Game.
1: It's time to rant. Excuse me?
0: It's
5: time to rage.
2: It's time for mic'd Up
5: on The Morning Shift.
2: Ah, the Wednesday wraparound version of mic'd Up here on The Morning Shift. Sports Radio 929 The Game. Mike, Bo, Tiff. Uh, the uh, comments on Bo's pullover continue to pour in on the socials, uh Tiff. I don't know, but there's.
5: I need to go take a little update. Look, he's,
2: he's catching strays. To be honest with you, I'm not even oh, going to wow. read some of these. I'm not even going to
6: read some of these. See, um, la-
5: the Christopher has it right. It's tech colors with an alligator font. There's,
6: yeah. it's, it's or not alligator graphic. It's, it's font. not. It's a tan. I don't. Sure. Uh, uh, it's uh,
2: like a sand tan. Uh, somebody it's said a... it's that's a tan I washed with my blue jeans. <laughs> I have to go back and look at which one that well, is. Uh, if you want to see I'm Bo's glad. pullover, you can check. But That could socials. be y'all's amusement today. Yeah. MP Johnson Always. 79. I'll drop that on you on the Twitter. Um, all right, so we got to get uh, some of this sound. I Sorry. want you guys to listen to this first and foremost. The Mississippi Valley State. Who went to Mississippi Valley State? Uh, Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. The Delta I said
6: that to, Devils. I said that to your cousin. I was like, hey, didn't, don't they play uh, yeah, Mississippi he went to Delta State. Because his yeah. cousin played ball at, at Delta State. And I go, hey, did, did y'all play against Jerry Rice's school? <laughs> He's like, what?
2: The Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils. Well, coming into last night, they were 0-27. I want to make sure I get this guy's name right. Caleb Brunson, the student announcer, uh, they are able to pull off the win, and he absolutely, in the, heat, in the heat of everything that's been going on in college basketball for the last week, he absolutely loses his mind.
1: And I'm tried-
2: So if y'all have not seen this video, it's like 40 people. (laughs) It's like like 40 people storming the court, and he is losing his ever-loving mind that they are able to pull it. I know. I love it, man. The excitement. Uh, Student broadcaster, like I said, his name is – Caleb Brunson, they uh, they were 0-27 coming into last night. They got their first one of the year. Good so job. shout out to them, man. It's uh, it's nice to see that. It's nice to see the excitement, but it's so funny because of all the court-storming stuff that we've seen. <laughs> this was a safe one. The Mississippi State warning when they're playing uh, Kentucky. Was it Mississippi State? Yeah, they're playing Kentucky at home. They get warned to hate. And they're down. They're up by like one or two, and they get warned, and then all of a sudden they lose uh, on a buzzer-beater. safe. Uh, Good yeah, storming. so it's, it's, uh, yeah,
6: they had cops in the crowd. Like they had strategically placed cops throughout the crowd at Mississippi state last night. And then yeah. Nathan Shepard hits that, uh, that buzzer. beater. there was a couple, well, it was almost a buzzer. There was a buzzer beater last night in the NBA.
2: Yeah. Uh, all right. So I want to get to this LeBron's, uh, LeBron James stuff. Anybody that hasn't followed this. So there was a mock draft put out on Twitter and Bronny, you know, due to the circumstances that USC has been dropped from a 2024 pick. And the, the, the mock draft kind of made the comment he is now projected as a 2025 pick. So it's kind of dro- dropped out of the NBA draft look as far as this week's go, according to some experts. Well, LeBron, not happy about it. Can y'all please just let the kid be a kid and enjoy college basketball? The work and results will ultimately do the talking no matter what he decides to do. If y'all don't know, he doesn't care what a mock draft says. He just works. It's earned, not earned. Given, and he also goes on to say, "And to all the other kids out there striving to be great, just keep your head down, blinders on, and keep grinding. These mock drafts don't matter one bit. I promise you, only the work matters. Let's talk real basketball, people." Well, those have since been deleted, and uh, obviously have set off a little bit of a firestorm because uh, he is LeBron James' kid. He is not currently a starter at USC, and LeBron has also made comments that he wants to play with Bronny at some point uh, in his career, but. I, I I don't really know why he deleted the yeah, tweets. I'm not and so he, why he, didn't say anything terrible. I don't out see anything pocket, wrong with but, what he said. It is what
5: it is.
6: First off, the first time I heard this story, I was listening to Dukes and Bell, and I was and 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 I was and I used to produce that show, so I'm very you know close to all those guys. I'm screaming at my phone, walking down the road with sprinkles, like this is he's dropping because he had that 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 uh, that injury, not an, an injury, a, a medical hard... condition, yes. Uh to, similar to kind of what not the same, but similar to what DeMar Hamlin went through in some ways so he's recovered that but the reason why lebron james has deleted these tweets and i had to i got to give uh shannon sharp a lot of credit because i watched this and i go you know what shannon i forgot about when lebron said this let's listen to shannon talk about it
3: but here's the thing this is called blast radius and james His son, you know what they talk about, how you talk about you. Nobody has tweeted about, talked about more social media-wise than LeBron James. So his son was going to get some of that. But here's where LeBron is culpable. LeBron tweeted something that said his son is as good as some current NBA players now. He said that. It's the same thing that we did with LeBron Ball. When LeBron Ball said his son Lonzo was better than Steph Curry. You had him on, we had him on the show that I was on. Bro, are you serious?
6: So... LeBron, Ooh. as much as he he wants to, and oh. I get it, he's defending his dad, I mean his son, and I get it. I, no. I, I I'm yeah. not a father, but I completely understand. No, my dad would have done the same for me. I, uh, you know, I, I'm around, I got a bunch of friends that have kids, even you know, that guy to my laugh right now. Mm. And I get that. But when you put your kid in that situation, when you are one of the four, three or four greatest players of all time. And you're trashing other NBA players about your son and then you wanna act like people are doing it unfairly to him? Nah, man. Yeah. Yeah I, 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 just, yeah, I did
5: not know that that is what was tweeted out prior to him making the tweet that he has now since deleted. Yeah.
2: So it's uh it is it's it's interesting. It'll be a conversation that continues to go on until if and when Bronny does hit the NBA, but there is a part of me that looks at LeBron and does feel bad about that entire situation because of what his name, Bronny, uh, He's and, and his dad has done it. So I'm not taking this off of LeBron. I'm just saying I'm, I'm looking at just Bronny. Like he's under such a microscope, whereas if he didn't have the name he had, he wouldn't have near the fanfare, and he probably wouldn't be in a lot of these mocks. He wouldn't have that pressure of
5: – You're saying uh, just being a James kid or the fact that he's – a junior.
2: I think that he is a – I think both. I think he's – I think his title is a junior. Yeah, I mean, I think he I think he is a junior, and I think both. I think that that – I think that's unfortunate that he has to have that microscope. And he probably – I guarantee you there was a part of him, he might not have said it out loud, when his dad did say that original tweet about he's better than some guy's NBA, he was probably like, dude, come on.
6: And he – see, but – and I thought Shannon did a great job talking about it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, sometimes he doesn't articulate things perfectly. And he did this one. Absolutely. Yeah. Because he said it on. He you held that like a split hall. There is some of this that's blast radius because of who your dad is. Yeah. But, yes. But your dad can't make it worse. And that's what LeBron did. By saying he wanted to play with him, he would hold out. And then by doubling down by saying, well, you know, he's better than a lot of NBA players well, right now. Well, I do now. agree
5: with the second tweet that was deleted, though. Even though that – Tweet that you're we talking about that you're pulling out from the past was yeah. I don't even know how long ago that was but I yeah. agree with the second sentiment which is yeah let these kids be kids but the mock drafts are gonna they're gonna it's well, a part of it and, and it
6: they're not what guess what point. they're not kids anymore because they're making money well, and're still true, a kid it, it, it well and men
5: develop slower than I'm, women I'm so. gonna
6: I'm gonna tell you this you're <laughs> not gonna be considered yeah. a kid if you're getting paid a substantial amount of money to play a college sport you're still yeah. a you're kid. not gonna have that but you're Wait, not gonna get treated that way
5: I know but you're still a kid.
6: All right, so I want to move
2: on. I want to get this. I'm done. Okay, thank you. Uh, I want to get into this Wendy's dynamic pricing. Guys, I don't know if you've seen this, and this has set off a little bit of a social media firestorm. I first heard this from Sandra yesterday, but I wanted to get to cover it on here with you guys. Wendy's is unveiling Uber-style surge pricing on some of their menu items. Depending on the time of day, the location, and what exactly you're ordering, they might raise the price. So in order to do this, obviously, you're going to put in all these digital screens, these TVs, whatever it may be on the menu, And the prices are gonna fluctuate. I personally don't have a problem with this. The only thing I wanna see is to make sure that if you're working some of these crazy hours, if you're working at midnight or one o'clock in the morning, I hope you see some of that surge pricing because that's what it should be for in order to pay like a higher hourly wage to some of these overnights. If I'm pulling in and I've been, you know, but I I have a DD, but I've been drinking, I'm in the passenger seat and I'm ordering 13 uh, baconators, Uh, you should, if if I'm sitting in the kitchen, I wanna make some of this surge pricing.
5: So, have they said the reason behind it? I know I've heard of this, but I don't Um, know the reason why they're doing it. And have they? Yeah, because they they can. I mean, I know they can, but have they been like, "Oh, we're going to accommodate, or not accommodate, but you know, reward the workers"? Or we have to do this because we are short staffed, Mm -mm. and they just decided to roll out a surge price. This is like their Uber or something. I wish it was.
6: This is this is just like everything else. You're going to take advantage of the situation and. There's only there's only very there's very few places you can do a drive-through. Steak and Shake, Wendy's, people need to boycott things. These I'm kind of kidding. things. So when you know, Whataburger is is a place. I think McDonald some McDonald's is are 24 hours on yeah. all. So you're gonna take, but well, Wendy's is like famously every. I think most of them are open at like 2 a.m. Yeah. I showed I, uh, Mike Conte had a Wendy's cup yesterday, and I said, have you ever looked at the Wendy's cup? Have you ever noticed something in the Wendy's logo? You look at so. you look at the face of the little girl and how the, the design goes around in a circle, and at the very bottom it says mom. Yeah. Because that's Dave Thomas's that's what that's who Wendy was. Okay. I think he Dave, was adopted no. too.
2: His mom was Wendy? Pretty sure. Or his daughter was Wendy.
6: It says, not, sure that- it says mom. It says mom. Okay. It says uh, mom on the cup. Look at it. All right. I'll have to go check it out.
2: I don't want to get this one last story. Uh, I want to play this sound from you guys from inside of the arena last night. Uh, it was Wisconsin against Indiana. Uh, this is a tie ball game at 54-54 with 10.06 remaining on the clock. And this is what the fans heard. Yeah, that's going to be a fire alarm. Maybe the last thing you want to hear when you're inside of an arena, oh. especially 10 minutes to go in a tie ball game. Indiana eventually goes on to get the 74-70 win over Wisconsin. I think a lot of people were asking if the fire alarm might have thrown Wisconsin off just a little bit, but uh, that's not a good thing to hear when you're in a packed full arena that you, uh, hey, get up and leave everybody. So. I feel
5: like I was just someplace where this happened to me. I'll probably think yeah. about it in the break. Well, it but happened at yeah, one of the Super
2: Bowl are. hotels with one of the teams. I can't remember. I think It was the 49ers. Yeah, it was the 49ers. Same, yeah, was the 49ers? Yeah. Uh, this happened to me when I was in college, maybe twice. Uh, somebody would find the team hotel and they'd pull the alarm at like 2 o'clock in the morning. And you'd be like, dude, come on. Night before game. Crazy kids. Anyhow, that's Wednesday wraparound.
5: All right. You can weigh in on the Wednesday wraparound. Maybe you have a thing or two to say about surge pricing when it comes to your favorite late night fast food joints. Let us know. Call us at 404-726-0929. Wake Up Call is next here on Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game.
1: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.